Good afternoon and welcome to the Other Page Radio, WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston. Boston's community radio station brought to you by Triad Veterans League in association with being in Neighborhood Network News Media. We're happy to be here today. Certainly hope everybody was able to get over the snowstorm that came about and that's a bunch of stuff that we got to get rid of. But we had a little rain, so that kind of helped us out. This way you didn't have to do a lot of shoveling, and that's a good thing. Got a lot of things to talk about today. We got a good program. We want to talk a little bit about veterans and veterans' health concerns and why we need to be more supportive and be aware of what's going on around the veterans. I'm a veteran, and I'm proud of that. And I'm involved in a project now, getting a little information to try to put together a strategy to do some outreach around educating our public about about veterans and uh, lung cancer. Lung cancer, it's a lot of things in terms of information that we don't know and assumptions that we make about cancer, especially lung cancer. The first thing is I thought that in order to get lung cancer, you had to be somebody that smoked lung uh, tobacco or chewed tobacco or dipped snuff because that's all tobacco, right? But that's not the case at all. You know, you can uh, get contact with that lung cancer from inhaling the cigarette smoke. It's one way of getting it. And there's several other ways that we're going to be looking at to try to create an educational curriculum for the public so that they can know what not to do, what symptoms to look for, and what the next steps are to prevent the cancer from spreading. Cancer is a disease that can come about from, believe it or not, stress. Your body can become manipulated by the problems and the anxieties that you have, causing the body's organs to dysfunction and to cause your body to become redirected and your resistance, in a lot of cases, is lowered. Your immune deficiency system can be lowered as a direct result of stress. So... 
that's one way that we are going to try to talk about the different stresses that we have based on how we are treated in our community. African-American veterans and African-Americans, really, are subject to, and for some time, what is known as systemic racism. In other words, uh, there's a system involved. And people have these predispositions that uh, veterans, when they're in the military, are not on the same level of readiness as the other white counterparts, which is not true. But a lot of veterans are engaged in social situations in the military that people uh, do not know the cultural values of knowing about African-Americans and African-Americans not knowing about European-Americans, those that came, whose ancestors came from Europe. So you got a, a blurred vision there. And sometimes through trial and error, a lot of things happen, and uh, it happens to impact the behavior of those involved. A good example of what I'm talking about is when you look at the people that were January 6th that were down there in Washington, D.C. a couple of years ago, and they were protesting, and a lot of those people were veterans. And those veterans are high profile because of the training that they had and the things that they did and the way that they lived in the military. You saw a lot of Confederate flags, you know, symbolizing the South and the Civil War, for example. And um, there were images during the Vietnam era war of tanks showing Confederate flags. Now, when you see a Confederate flag, you right away know that that has something to do with the Civil War. Today, a lot of times people try to fool you and talk about patriotism, but the Confederate flag today when on display in most time is directly connected to white supremacy. Now, here you are in the United States military fighting for the freedom of the United States, the whole United States, and you have emblems and symbols that represent oppression. And then when you come out of the military, you might see some of those same symbols and signs of oppression and marches uh, that are anti-minority. That brings on stress. I mean, you served in the United States military, and certain things happened in the United States military that made you feel uncomfortable while wearing the uniform, but you wore it and you served. And you don't deserve to be placed in situations of stress. 
an inability to cope with certain things. So go back to lung cancer. Uh, some people might, because of the stresses and the anxieties that are associated with uh, the inability to cope, smoke cigarettes, drink alcohol, do illegal drugs, and that brings on the symptoms for lung cancer. This is the Yellow Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. We're at WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston. Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As naturally, <coughs> we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Are you a veteran or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. We want to remind you that veterans are worthy of services because they have served. And we want to give you all the information that we can. One of the things that I'm concerned about and if you listen to this program, then you know it's housing. Veterans deserve housing. I'm looking at the media coverage of the immigrants and also the border situation and people who are entering this country from other countries with problems, but veterans have problems. Veterans should be prioritized when it comes to housing. Now, we here in Boston are acutely aware of the situation with immigrants and the lack of housing before the immigrants for veterans, and even more so now that immigrants are given certain preferences for services. Immigrants are not citizens, and immigrants did not serve in the United States military, but veterans have. Veterans deserve priorities to be given housing. And I've been talking to people via the email this radio show, our television show, not just about health concerns, but if you're not living in a place of safety, cleanliness, then you're going to have some health concerns. 
And that can be avoided if the government, on all three levels, I'm talking about the federal, I'm talking about the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, and I'm talking about the city government of Boston. There is no way, understand what I'm saying, everybody, that there should be a homeless veteran in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. This is the other page radio brought to you by Triad Veterans League in association with BNN Neighborhood News Media. And we want to talk, real talk, about priorities and veterans' priorities. You look or drive around or walk around and see all the new housing and housing that has been rehabbed, turned into some homes used to be for the family. The family sold the house and people bought it. They remodeled in the condominiums, so on and so forth. Veterans don't 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 get any of those houses. Developers don't think about veterans as one that need houses. They want the veterans to be last, but veterans are the first to die, the first to be called forward, with their gun in their hand, going to a country that they don't know anything about, know anything about the population. Not at all for me with the political situation, but yet we are going over there to defend those people and call it democracy. But when our veterans come back, they're not prioritized. You know, they're not recognized. And we got to do something about that, and let's give them the attention that they need. Congratulations to the new Boston president of the city council. I forget her name, but I know that she is aware because I've been sending her information about the city of Boston having the Commissioner of Boston Services for Veterans, Robert Santiago, to come to the city council on a Wednesday and give a state of the veterans in in Boston, Massachusetts. You know, like last night, the mayor, Michelle Wu, she gave a state of the city her second, and she talked about jobs and housing and education, the things that, as a mayor, she's supposed to speak about. But with the veteran situation, folks, she didn't do too much talking about the veterans. Nobody talks about the veterans and what they need. And let me just go back to the earlier conversation that I started around the cancer, lung cancer or survey project, trying to gather information and put some information out in the streets. You know, that should not even be something that's been ignored. If you look around, you know, people try to relegate uh, situations to certain agencies. 
if the veteran the veteran situation is not one that you can do that because it should be an all involved strategy. We shouldn't have any problems getting information. We should be able to have places where we can find our veterans. And having a house, a home, a place to live, a decent place to live, is not too much to ask for our veterans over people that are just coming from another country and didn't serve this country. I mean, we got kids too. I think the city of Boston, I think the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, and I think the United States government should be ashamed of themselves when you have a country with all this wealth and we have our veterans sick, unable to get the resources that other people can come from another country and say that they got gangs and they fear and all the excuses that they have, we have them as well. Report from the police commissioner, Cox, Michael Cox said that crime has risen, gun violence was down. You break it down anyway, our communities are still not safe. The same situation, like the people that are coming to our country and using that as a reason, and we're giving them houses. Why we can't give our veterans houses? They earned it. They earned it. Just think about that. As veterans, we're no strangers to helping others. That's what we were taught, service before self. But we do have one question for the veterans listening. When is the last time you reached out for help? If you or someone you know needs resources, whether it's for stress, finances, employment, or mental health, don't wait. Reach out. Find more information at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. See, you can't you can't miss with this with this station here. The engineers have put some public service announcements to enhance the delivery of this message for veterans. And I want to thank them for doing that. Here at WBCA LP 102.9 FM Boston, we're talking about veterans today. And when I come on, that's what we're going to talk about all the time, about veterans and the progress that's being made, because that survey that we're going to put together to come together regarding lung cancer, it's not just for veterans, you know. I mean, it's for everybody. We want to share the information. We don't have enough information in the street. We don't have enough information around why. We don't have enough information about where. We don't have enough information about when will we be able to come together and understand the importance of serving in the United States government military fighting force. People just take us for granted. You know, they come home and they have all kind of anxieties and inability to cope with situations and can't talk to people about it. And they build up this 
this stress within, that stuff explodes and it turns the body into something that it really wasn't because they're not able to get that out. Just take a deep breath, right? And hold it for as long as you can. And then let it out. And tell me how you feel. You know, you might be dizzy, you might be anything but yourself. You have to readjust. Until the veteran can talk about the anxieties and his, his or her inability to cope, it's like holding your breath. You're not talking about it. People are not concerned. And we got to be more concerned about our veterans. We have to sensitize and understand what it is to be African-American veteran performing in a racist system. Back in the American Revolution, they didn't even want to give them weapons. They wanted them to be subservient and work in the kitchen and wipe down the horses and all of those kind of things. But when the manpower got short, you know who they gave the guns to, right? And they didn't stop giving them the guns. They continued to give them the guns in an outproportionate number to their white counterparts. Giving them extra stress. World War, World War Civil War, uh, there's some documentation about people serving in the military and when the time got for them to get discharged, etc. They had a hard time getting their money. Then later on, they had a hard time getting promoted. And so what do you think that causes? Anxieties. Stress. Behavior changes. Antisocial. Violence. In the service. It's all documented. We got to go back and re-examine the causations and begin to eliminate those through cultural sensitivity understanding and sexism. You know they got abundance of that. They don't talk about it that much, but they're beginning to talk about it now. Now we got to look at everything. They was all upset. <clears throat> Because the Secretary of Defense, General Austin, was diagnosed with prostate cancer and a heart condition and was in Walter Reed Hospital. And the President of the United States didn't know about it until eight days later why he was in the hospital. And everybody was all upset. But here I am today on the other page radio talking about lung cancer and the inability of the United States military to understand that the private or the PFC is just as important as the general. Think about it now. We're talking about military service people that raise their hands to go someplace and do whatever they're told to do that includes taking a life. Now, because we don't have a strategy in place that deals with health care, 
we're confronted with all kinds of issues, especially mental health. Mental health. Behavior changes that are detrimental to the person that's having these changes. We haven't done enough research on that. People go into the military and they come out not the same way that they went in. You know, they went in with all bright eyes and bushy tail and ready to die or whatever. And then when they get out and they're not dead, but they can't talk about what they were involved in while in the military. And then we say to them, say, okay, let's give them a few dollars and uh, to call it being disabled. But they don't give them the treatment that they need. There was a time when the United States military was giving bad conduct discharges to people that were dealing with substance and had substance abuse issues. And they were giving bad conduct discharges, not realizing that the bad conduct was a derivative of the fact that they were afraid that they were in a hostile situation, not fighting the enemy, but within their own ranks. Within their own ranks. You have violence perpetrated on each other. And they come home, they don't come home the same way that they went in. Male or female. I'm talking about African-American veterans. They know what they did. Nobody likes to be called out on issues that they know that they've been a part of for a long time. It's already clear that we got to do something, and that's why I'm proud to be a part of this upcoming survey around lung cancer. What is it? How do we deal with it? This is The Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell, and this is WBCALP 102.9 FM. The Oscar Michonne Family Theater Program Company welcomes those seeking to learn about theater and performance. We offer classes that bring out your talent and improve it. Want to get involved in theater production, acting, or singing? Then you can visit our website at theomtc.com. That's T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. Back again, folks. You know, I got to say, though, uh, we're really involved in the community as veterans. We are really proud of the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Company. That was that PSA you just heard. Uh, we formed a theater company. When I say we, I mean a group of us, about six volunteer veterans included, are now uh, preparing to perform a play that I was blessed to write called The Miss Marion Anderson and Friends Project. And we will be on the stage of the Regent Theater at 7 Medford Street in Arlington on February the 17th and February the 18th, two matinee performances that start at 4 p.m. The doors open at 3.15 p.m. And it's a story about Marion Anderson. 
an international classical singer born in Philadelphia on February 27th, 1897. And she refused uh, to, she wanted to sing at the convention center in Philadelphia, but she was turned down because she wouldn't agree to sing before a segregated audience. And so she wouldn't sing before a segregated audience, and uh, she got together with some friends, and in this production, the friends are Mahalia Jackson and Mary McLeod Bethune. These are some phenomenal singing women that are in this production, and uh, they come up with a plan, and uh, Marion Anderson ends up singing on an Easter Sunday uh, morning in 1937, uh, 75,000 people, folks, integrated audience. And so that's what the production is about. The Miss Marion Anderson and Friends Project is at the Regent Theater, and you can call them. I don't have the number to get the information around tickets, etc. but it is a dynamite show just coming up from performing at the Strand Theater Looking to go to uh, Hartford, Connecticut sometime early this year. Uh, outstanding, outstanding, that's all I could say. The music, gospel, spirituals, opera, liturgical dance presented by Stages, S-T-A-J-E-Z, Stages. Cultural Arts Center out there in Randolph, they're going to be back again with us. And there's something to see, too. They're really good. So we hope that you'll come out and see us. And for the better one, I got to give you this. This is 857-204-5312. That's for you to call if you want to talk, if you need some help. We're available. So if nobody picks up, just leave a message, and we'll get back to you. Again, this is The Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. I'm really happy to be here today. Uh, we hoping that you'll get something out of our conversation today around veterans and what veterans are and are not, and the importance of us being in contact with our elected officials about the whys and the wheres and the who's in charge of things so that we can reshape the paradigm and ensure that African-American veterans get the services and care that they need at the VA, at city hospitals, at community health centers. We want people to respect the veteran because the veteran put on that uniform, went to boot camp, got his life turned around, her life turned around, and then she comes back, or he comes back to America, and they're trying to turn them around the wrong way. Can't have that. Mm -mm. Be right back. Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. That's what I'm talking about. Reach out. Get it. Call them up. City Hall. Call the mayor. 
she didn't talk about veterans last night in the state of the city uh, speech. For us, it was not the state of veterans affairs. It was the state of pity affairs. Pity affairs. Pity the veteran who picked up his gun or her gun because women were involved in combat roles and learned how to do the things that they did to keep America free. And we can't even get an apartment. We can't even get a house. You know, what what are you telling me? What I don't I don't hear you know, they they take these people and they come through Texas and the governor down there, Abbott, he puts them on the bus and sends them uh to um different cities. I don't know if you ever been to Texas. I've been to Texas. And I was in the military when I went to Texas. I'll never forget the incident when the I was hopping a plane. You know, you used to have what you call, uh, 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 what do you call it when, you, when you're when on the road? Hitchhiking. Yeah, right, hitchhiking. So you could do the same thing on the airplane, you know. You can hitchhike on the airplane. You could go and find out what planes are going where uh, at military airports. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, commercial airports. And if they got room... You can get on. A lot of times you're on leave, and like I was in Alaska, stationed in Alaska, Fort Greeley, Alaska. So I caught a I caught a flight to Fort Bragg, but we had to go through Texas. <laughs> well, boy, hey, look. So when I went in the the uh, restaurant, I said, "Let me go get me something." Right. I went in the restaurant and I sat down. I had on my uniform, and a little lady, a little Mexican lady, came up to me and she said. We don't serve colored people in here. And I wanted to say that's good because that's not what I want. I want a hamburger or something like that. But I didn't say anything, but I looked at her, and she was from Mexico. And I was wearing a United States Army uniform, and she refused me service. And the guys that was there on the plane, they looked and they got up and they walked out with me. See, we, we got this thing all twisted. Those people that you saw running up and down the walls there on January 6th, those are not the kind of veterans that I was served with. Of course, there might have been a few in there, but that was a telling moment when the lady told me we're in the United States of America uniform that I could not be served. So when you got that kind of situation, folks, and it's repetitive in different scenarios, and you talk with other veterans of the same ethnicity, they internalize that, and they have this fear when they go out, that they're not going to be served. They're going to be rejected because of the color of their skin, and there's nobody to talk to about it. And they internalize that trauma. Or they get chased in areas that they're not supposed to be in. Like when I was in Okinawa, there was a lot of fighting between that were racial. Yeah. And then you have it. When you go down to certain sections, 
would be like the white section or the black section, and you'd have this needless violence. And the government wasn't doing anything about it. They didn't call everybody in to talk about, we don't have to do this. We are all serving the United States government. They didn't do that. They act like it's not, it, it didn't happen. And so you're holding on to this, and when you come back to the States, you got to try to get rid of that. A lot of people drink. A lot of people smoke cigarettes or smoke drugs. So we got to include that in the treatment approach. Don't give them a room that'll become a tomb if they don't have any treatment. They can't treat themselves, but they do, and that's how they get the habits. They don't want to go to the VA because they don't trust the VA staff. People, are, the caretakers don't look like them in most cases. Those that look like them are working in, you know, the kitchen or housekeeping, but no professional staff reflects their culture. We really got to look at how we treat each other and we're going to find some harmony in the healing process. Harmony in the healing process. This is The Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell, and I'm a veteran, and I'm real happy to be here today to talk with you. The Oscar Micheaux Family Theater Program is a Boston nonprofit. They hope to teach the importance of community service through the art of theater, Looking to establish a year-round community-based family theater organization with full theater productions by people from the community. For more information, you can visit www.oscarmichaudrep.tripod.com. I want to get as many kids as we can involved with our uh, Veterans Reading Brigade. We've got a calendar out now. It's our fifth year. If you want to know anything about that calendar, give me a call. 857-204-5312. We're using that calendar to try to get the images approved for United States Postal Stamp Series, the commemorated Postal Stamp Series that we've been working on for a few years now. So I just want to make you aware of that, that this beautiful calendar you can get it at Fugle Bookstore down in Dudley Station in Roxbury. It's also called uh, Nubian Square right there on uh, Warren Street. You get the uh, 2024 edition of the Black Veterans Calendar. I think you'll be surprised at the information that is involved in that. We want to thank the people that have been supportive, and we need you to understand that. Veterans deserve to be served in a manner in which they served. We served this country. No question about it. I mean, I'm proud of being a veteran. I haven't always been proud, but, you know, you grow up. You show up. And you change what needs to be changed. That's all I'm saying. Change what needs to be changed. Are you a veteran or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? 
Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. You know, you got to really be grateful to be in a country like the United States of America with all the resources that we have, with all the technology that we have, with all the lives that stood up and lost their lives and lost their spirit fighting for this country. And we can't get a bed. We can't get a place to stay. Everybody comes out when they did on August the 1st when they unveiled the General Edward O. Gordine statue downtown uh, Nubian Square across the street from Boston Police Station 2. That small crowd of people coming there and uh, they unveiled the statue to commemorate the services of the African-American veteran since the American Revolution. 1776 till today, that's over a couple of hundred years. We've been fighting for the country. And now we come back to our country and we got to fight to get a room, to get some care. There was a lot of veterans over there at that mass and cash situation too. That's why we got to call up the office of Robert Santiago, Commissioner for Veteran Services for the city of Boston, and find out what his office is doing in terms of finding some housing and treatment for our veterans because we don't want to give them just a room without any, you know, wraparound services. That's ludicrous. You know, people don't need to be alone that are substance abuse users because they'll take their room and turn it into a tomb. And you go by there to see them, and they knock, and you knock on the door, and nobody answers the door, and you push the door and go in and find your friend laid out. He took his treatment into his own hand. You got to provide the treatment. We're talking about mental health here, caused by people's inability to cope and talk about what happened to them. Even today, there's a problem for African-American veterans getting services and care. Documented. And we need our community to speak up about it and say to our elected officials that here in Boston, we're going to change the game. We're going to do some things that people are going to not like, but we have to change the game. These are veterans. These are not just anybody. These are people who raised their hands and said that they would go wherever they were sent to go to protect the United States of America and the United States of America 
doesn't want to protect them now. Figure that out. Here's a busloads of people coming and seeing our veterans living in the hallways and stuff, and they get priorities for housing and while the veteran still stays the same place. They need to come out of those offices and do some real, real soldier searching missions to guide them where they need to be so they can heal to better deal. That's what I'm talking about today. You know, it's, they're getting ready for to celebrate Martin Luther King's day next week. You know that, right? And you know what Martin Luther King said about integration? We ain't got no time for none of that old-timey stuff. Don't get us politically involved. This is a human task here I'm talking about. Southern Page Radio, my name is Haywood Fennell. I've been here almost my time to leave now. But I tell you this much, I really enjoy coming in here talking today, and I hope you got something out of it. Because we need your support. We need you to call that mayor. What's her name again? Michelle Wu. Sometimes when I see her, you know, she's smiling all nice and everything. But she don't know nothing about the veterans. But she did do this. She made sure that that money that those elected officials cut from the veterans budget that they got put back in. But that's still not enough. Veterans need to be respected, folks, for what they've done. Not what you think, but what they know they did. While you was home with your family in a safe place, in a nice warm apartment, bed, all of that. It was in the summertime, air conditioned, going while they was over in the jungle fighting harboons and in the moon sun, the rain. You know, all of those things they went through. Friday nights, he was going out to the club. They was in a tank doing God duty, wondering if anybody remembered them. We got to remember our veterans, please. Have a great show today, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you.